passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco went home ill today, so Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Oh, yeah. I know sometimes you go through the uh, podcast that Jerry and I do and you look for uh, fun drops and things. Yes. Did you hear Whimsy bit my face? Uh, I did. Yeah. Was that alarming to you when you heard my uh, greyhound dog, who I uh, smush on the face all the time, and I, I kiss up on her, and I'm always like, uh, blanketing her mm-hmm. and hugging her. Yeah. The one day I brought her in, I wiped her feet, which I've touched her feet before plenty right. of times, no issue. I wiped her front paws. I leaned over the top of her to dry her back paw, mm-hmm. and she turned up and boom, right in the lip. Yeah, well, it could be that her back foot had like a little pebble in it or something. It was hurt. You never know. Yeah. And that that's, you know, they are... At the end of the day, animals. Exactly. And you can, as are we, but you you can't always predict what they're going to do. I feel like a lot of people can predict what they're going to do. Like, I, there's yeah. a lot of people whose dogs don't bite them. Yes, but not like 100% of the time. Like, every behavior, you exactly know what's going to happen. I feel, I feel like with a puppy, like, if you raise a dog from a puppy, mm-hmm. it's not going to bite you. Yeah, it would have to be some some extraordinary circumstances. But I will tell you this, when uh, I'm walking Raymond, and he is very excitable, and he likes to pretend like he's a tough guy when he sees other dogs, um, especially early in the walk before he's tired. And when I, I short chain him, but he still, he leaps and he pirouettes, and I have to constantly like 
rotate my arm to not get the leash tangled up. And there are times because he likes to bite his leash. Like, I don't know if he thinks that's going to somehow give him control. Yeah, he's going to break free. Or break free or something. And there are some times when he's got me on the fingers. I mean, that wasn't his intent yeah. to do that. But, uh, yeah, it, it does happen. And I, if you try to break up a, a like a real fight between dogs, you could definitely get bit for sure. So you just you never know. But it's weird how they go into animal mode and you can oh, yeah. see it in their eyes. Yes, there is a change that comes upon them when they're dealing with whatever has captured their attention as opposed to when they're dealing with you and their usual, as they say, puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it was very alarming. Yeah, it is. But um, again, it's not something that I'm sure, like you said in the podcast, she was remorseful. She was, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it, it it happens. Which is also an interesting emotion that you can get from a dog. Yes. Remorse. Right. And we might be anthropomorphizing a bit, but I I, I feel it's a real thing. I do too. Mm-hmm. But she'll do that too, like the dogs, like if they're... Like, she's decided she no longer can go down the stairs at Gina's house Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, so I have to carry her down. But at my house, she goes down the stairs. I have a landing, though, in between. And uh, her her steps are not open back, right? No. Right. And she's gone up and down them for three years. Yeah. But when she decides she's not going to go down them, she looks remorseful and sad and like she's done something wrong. Yeah. And then I pick her up and she's just like dead weight, like, oh. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I know. <laughs> right, you're yeah. you're walking a dog around yeah. that you're picking up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these dogs are crazy. But I noticed when I, when because I, I was also uh, a cat owner. Oh, you were. Um, yeah, before we had we started raising pups for the seeing eye, we had cats, and when we had our first uh, few seeing eye uh, dogs, we had four cats. Uh, so you have four cats in your home, and you decide. What we should do is train yes. seeing eye dogs. Yeah, exactly. But actually, that's very good for a seeing eye pup to be exposed to that because a blind person may have a cat or may be married to someone with a cat or something like that. Or you just don't want them being distracted by cats. Correct. Correct. Exactly right. So that was a great thing for them. And also, since they were the pup coming in, the cats were in control. Raymond... Now, if I brought a cat in, I would fear for the cat's life. <laughs> um, I think Raymond is for sure a dog that would have to be introduced at a very young age. Yeah. Uh, because now it's just they're another prey animal, like a squirrel or a bird or anything else, and he would go after them. But I feel uh, like a cat could defend itself against uh, a dog. To a point. To a point. Like with those claws? <laughs> like if it had its claws. Like if you brought a uh, cat in that mm-hmm. was declawed, no shot. Yes, well, it would have, and the cat would have to get him early and like right on the nose or on the face or something, and then he would be like, "Oh, okay." Um, it, it, it's possible, you know, but it would take work, and I would never a hundred percent trust just because I know, you know, those the terriers—they're hunters, they're hunter killers. That's what they were bred to do, so that's what they do. I feel like like my dog is uh, killed a squirrel once. Mm-hmm. And she has that in her if she wants to. Sure. But I still feel like on the street, a street fight, cat versus my dog, my dog's losing. Mm. Well, because also the, you're going to have 
well, are you holding the leash at the time? Yeah, holding the leash. Yeah, then that's going to be a not big fair. disadvantage for the dog. Well, I, I do think if my dog ever got into a fight with a cat, oh. I would let go of the leash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to give it, make it a fair fight. Well, I, I would say I wouldn't want the cat to die. So I would, um, and of course, Cooper and Quail, they're, they're labs. They're not going to. They're not going to kill a cat. Um, but Raymond, yeah, he, he might. So I'd be afraid. I have a different, a few things where I feel like I would drop the leash. One, a dog fight. Yes, and for I, sure. And 100%. I don't want any weird disadvantage. Two, I'm being attacked and I want her to either attack or get away so she doesn't get beat yeah. up as well. Mm-hmm. Or she could run and get help like Lassie would do. Yes, correct. Which I don't know if she would do or not. So you drop the leash and she runs to the chicken bone you passed. Right, two miles exactly. Back. I mean, great. This is when I need you to run to the police and let them know and then run back so they follow you back where the trouble is. Mm-hmm. By that point, I'd be laid out on a sidewalk yeah, be, somewhere. Be over. Yeah, but I, yeah, I noticed that like uh, dogs are more like when they're on a leash, it's a, a, a more restrictive thing for them and they know it. Yes. They know they're, they're at a disadvantage. And also a, a dog reactions to each other. Um, on leash is always worse than if it's going to be, if there's going to be an issue. Yeah. It, like dogs off leash, it's going to rarely devolve into a real fight. Off leash, they, they, in the yard or whatever they run around or in a dog park, they figure that hierarchy stuff out pretty quick, usually within about 30 seconds. It's like they both growl, maybe there's a nip or two. And then it's over. It's like, okay, and, you're and, the boss. Yeah, exactly. And then let's play. And that's always better. Uh, interactions are always better off-leash. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Changing of topics sure. here. You're a books on tape kind of guy. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And I know Jerry uh, says that's not reading and he poo-poos it or not poo-poos it. He says it's not the same. And and you know what? I agree with him. That it's not, you're not reading the book, but you're consuming you're, the Correct. You're material. getting the story, the same thing. And of course I can read and all that you stuff. You can, yep. Um, but I, especially with, especially with older works um, where some of the, you know, idioms or usage of language are different, or if there's a lot of character names that are maybe foreign names, to have an actor, a voice actor, pronounce pronounce it for you and understand the inflections or any little, you know, humor that has to be delivered, which you may not get from reading, especially the first time. Yeah. Uh, I do find Jerry is correct. It is, it is easier and it is quote, it's not reading obviously, but it is easier to consume it when you have a voice actor who knows the material than just reading it yourself. I, I, when I first heard Jerry say that, I was like, no, that's not right. And then I was reading something uh, over the holiday. One of uh, Dickens, 
other Christmas stories other than A Christmas Carol, which everyone knows. But he wrote many other Christmas stories, four other longer form. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is thick. It was <laughs> tough to get through, like as far as the uh, well, language? It was, it, yeah, it was just, I, I hadn't really tried to read a story. I read like articles about, you know, uh, whatever, deep dive on Wikipedia and reading facts about this or that. That's different. Um, but ha- trying to read a story, especially one that was written, you know, whatever, 80 years ago, um, it was more difficult than I thought it would be. And that's when I was like, you know what, Jerry's 100% right. It's not reading, and it is it is an easier way out. But, but if you... If you were in a casual conversation with somebody, let's say there was, um, let's say, uh, what is the book you're reading right now? Uh, it is uh, something called uh, the Murderbot Diaries. The Murderbot Diaries. Let's yes. say you get through that. Yes. And there's a conversation, and uh, Boomer and Gio are talking. I go, hey, have you read this Murderbot Diaries? And Boomer's like, oh, it's really awesome, Gio. Mm-hmm. You'd love it. And Gio goes, yeah, I have read it, actually. It was really good. Eddie, have you read that? What would you say? Like... I, I might offer. Well, I say I listen to. I'm you know I'm I'm a book on tape and I'm listening. But like, if someone says you know have you read it and it doesn't necessarily like the situation isn't right or to bring yeah, up it's that quick I they're going quick. Yeah, I, I I think it's okay to say you've yes. read it. I agree with that. Uh, I don't think you're trying to pull a fast one. You're right, just you're, trying to... you're just adding. You're not adding details that are unnecessary. Correct. Because you could have a conversation about the book because mm-hmm. you've consumed it. Correct, and but now that uh, I uh, I've sort of tried to, and it's been a while since I've actually tried to read something, and especially something older like that, uh, with the language is a little different. Uh, it, it's definitely easier to consume it as an audio book for sure. Uh, Spotify just started uh, maybe a month or two ago with their premium service, which I have, mm-hmm. which you where you don't get commercials. They have some books on tape. Mm. They don't have new releases, really. They have some new releases on tape that's part of your subscription. Other things, if you want to pay extra to get a new book. But they have a bunch of classic books on there. Um, Not just old, old books, but, you know, classic books from three years ago. And you don't have to pay extra. You don't have to pay extra. So uh, a couple times I've tried it out. I have such a hard time focusing on a book just like I have a hard time focusing on play-by-play of a game, but I don't have a hard time focusing on a conversation in a podcast or on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Well, mm-hmm. well it's now you. I, I was going to say you're not following a story, but I'm sure on podcasts, it's they're telling stories. Yeah, but then again, there's two people, and the other person is saying, "Well, what was that? Explain yeah. that to me." So it's not like characters and plots that you have to follow for hours yeah because you know, some audiobooks a lot of them are over 10 hours long yeah that is crazy uh, and, when they used to come out on uh on tape or on cd and you'd mm-hmm. see this big box set and it yeah, was a yeah. book yes but you know that's like the when i listen to the lord of the rings uh trilogy and i always listen to the hobbit before that that's 66 hours <laughs> of material that's ponderous yeah um but yeah so it's you have to sort of how i eased into it uh i own i at first i would only listen to books that i had already read and then i started 
listening to things that I hadn't read, and that seemed to help me um, get into the habit of of listening and follow. And then Jerry tells you all the time when he used to see me, or if he does see me driving, like especially in a story, I used to and like he'd be trying to wave, and I'd be zoned. I am very intent on listening. Yeah. Do you but find it, yourself where uh, losing track sometimes and going, "What? Oh man, yes, I, I was like." But, daydreaming or thinking about something I had to do today? Right. I, I Yes, of course. Because uh, if there's, um, like, I'm driving up the parkway and, oh, crap, the exit to route, what is it, 22? That yeah. we take, it's closed. I have to go up. 100% I'm going to, because I have to now think and where, you know, cause it's not my usual pattern. And But on my Honda and probably many other cars, there's a little back 30 seconds button. So, if I find my mind drifting, if I'll just peripherally see something and it'll trigger something else in my brain, I'll just then I'll go back and yeah. listen. Um, which again, that is another thing that is easier to do listening than when you're actually reading. You're not having to flip back pages and right. pick up where you lost your train right. Of but a, a similar thing does happen when you're reading. People always say, "Oh, I had to go back and read that page three times." Yes. I was thinking about right what I have to do at work tomorrow, or something. Sometimes a word or a phrase or a situation in the story will trigger something in your mind that oh, that relates to your life or what have you. Yeah. What about for uh, like play by play on the radio? Uh, if I am in, if the game is. Like, if I'm really into the game and intent on, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? It's not a problem. If it's just on, because, oh, you know, I'm driving up uh, back from Maryland, up 95, uh, coming back from visiting my sister-in-law. I'll be listening. But it's there, and it's like, you know, and the and I've been in radio long enough, and probably even uh, radio listeners who listen to play-by-play all the time, you can kind of tell when, you know, the announcers get more jacked up and you kind of focus in. Um, so, but uh, for a lot of time, it's there in the background. Then I'll be like, then focus in when I hear the the pitch of the announcer's, you know, voice go up or what have you. Yeah, I have a hard time with play-by-play, especially, you know, maybe in football, if it's the last two minutes of the game, I can that I can mm-hmm. focus in on. But if I just put on like a, Let's say like this weekend, Texans Ravens. If if I'm in the car when that game's getting started, I, I will put it on, but I will have no idea what. Like I will not be paying. My mind will wander. Yeah, I, yeah. It's not if I want to pay attention, uh, it's fine. I I will, and it'll be okay. But uh, other times, if it's just sort of oh, it's nice to fun to have a you know a baseball play by play on the on the radio yeah. in the summertime. You're driving somewhere. That, that that's fine. It's almost just like a having a song on. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I could put like sports talk radio on and not have to concentrate on it. Like mm-hmm. it's a great thing to have on in the background that you hear some, you, you sometimes your mind wanders. Sometimes you take a phone call, but I would never do that with a podcast. I feel like with a podcast, I have to f- be focused on it. Mm-hmm. And I also think too, because a podcast or a book is following a, you know, it's it's a, it's a there's a finite amount of time mm-hmm. in the conversation, where with the way radio is, because people are dipping in and out, it's 
it's a, a free-flowing conversation that you can dip in and out of and not right. feel like, what are these guys talking about? Right. I, what did I miss? And yeah. Because like, one caller is telling a story, and then another caller has a different story. So yeah. it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. and it, Right. And it's also not going to be something you're going to solve. So it's like with the coaching situation in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. without anything happening, there can be constant talk about Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. But there's no solution anyway, where if you were listening to a podcast, it might be about something that has a solution right. that you're getting to. Well, right. Correct. Now, this came up on Rogan's podcast. I don't know who he was talking to, but they were talking about books on tape. And they said, would it be better if, because normally it's just one person reads the book, mm-hmm. right? If there was a female voice for female uh, and different voices for different characters, would that be better or not? Uh, I've listened to both types. There are oh, they have some like there that? are dramatizations. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes some things are written just for that. So it's an audio book, but it's you know not like a book book, and it's more like a radio play. Or uh, then they'll or they'll take a book and they'll have a dramatic. A, whatever that word a is. dramatic reading yes but it'll have multiple characters and sometimes it'll even have sound effects and this yeah and that. stuff like that yes so that does that does exist uh almost always those are slightly abridged so it's not the full text and if it's a book they may ha- actually you know change some things more substantially i mean the essence is still the same for me i prefer just a straight read and if you have a good voice actor, he does the different voices and it's, you know, you don't even notice it. But he wouldn't do like if, if it was a man reading, he wouldn't be like, a, and then Mary responded, what are you doing? Well, they no, they not that bad, but there are def for sure. They 100% do their version of a female voice really? or, or a female uh, 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 actor would do the male voice. It happens all the time. Another thing I hear a lot of people saying is for an autobiography, Mm -hmm. they don't like if somebody else reads the book other than the person who wrote it. Or even if it's not an auto for nonfiction. So a nonfiction book, they like the person who wrote it to read it. And if it's someone like I've listened to, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, the, the, uh, the big atheist. Uh, one of the big atheist talkers, who's uh, Richard Dawkins, something I forget. I'm I'm blanking on the name. He's a British guy, and I've listened to his uh, uh, some of his books, and he's reading them. But he's also a public speaker. Yes. So it's different. You may have someone who really is incapable, or it would take them four months to get through it with editing and this and that. So I, I understand if it's. You know, it's not always possible. It's preferable. Yeah. And uh, and also to have an author read his own story, which uh, I don't know, you're probably not familiar. Neil Gaiman is a uh, big fantasy slash science fiction, more fantasy slash horror. Um, and he is a great speaker and he reads his books. And that's the best because he knows everything. It's not even like he's in a voice actor who maybe talked to the author and this that's his stuff. So that's much better. Yeah. That's the best. 
Yeah, I saw Britney Spears just did a a book, and she had a, like a famous actress do it mm-hmm. instead. Imagine like if you're working for the people that are you know doing the recordings for books on tape, mm-hmm. and you know that the actual person who wrote is coming in. You got to be like, oh, we're gonna be here forever, yeah. as opposed to a professional reader. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be long days. Yeah. I remember when Craig Carton wrote his book, and he went in to do it books on tape Mm -hmm. those were days when he showed up with no voice because he was hours it would take right but again craig talks for a living on radio and tv so you know he's got a leg up and he was always good like even just recording commercials he was one take and out one take absolutely some people not one take now on your car do you have the ability to back up quickly or easily yeah you don't even have to touch. See, mine. No, touch. Mine, I have to touch the screen. I see. Mine's right on my uh, whatever. You oh, call steering it. wheel. Uh huh. Oh, you know, I I don't I don't think mine is. I can jump tracks, but but like in the middle of a say it'll, a chapter of a book, it'll go back too far. Yeah. See, mine it goes back thirty seconds. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. It is. Another thing, when I there was a book I'm interested in. I guess that came out not long ago. I think it's called The Dopamine Effect. Mm-hmm. It's a it's nonfiction. So I was like, oh, let me see if that's part of my Spotify. And it is not. I'd have to pay extra for it. But in searching for it, it came up a a book summary of that book. Hmm. 32 minutes long, I think it is. So it's like watching the highlights. Yeah, it's like watching the highlights. And I'm in the process. Of, I, I'm a, I was pretty close to work when I popped it on this morning, so I didn't get that far. But I'm curious what, how that is compared to... Like, will I get out of almost like the Cliff Notes version from mm-hmm. when we were in school? Now, are you're an Amazon Prime person? Yeah. Now, does I don't know if that automatic. I don't think it actually gives you Audible. Uh, no, which is owned by Amazon now. But um, I, I'm a Prime member, and I'm an Audible member. But there, and I don't know if this is only for Prime members. I don't think so. I think if you are just an Audible member, there are a lot of books, a lot of older books that are free. 100% free. Some new things, a lot of older things, or a lot of shorter things that are free on Audible. So they're surviving by uh, new books on tape. Yes, and I think uh, I get I I get I accrue a credit, which is about twelve bucks a credit a month, um, and so and it's it's automatic. You know, yeah. so it's charged every month. And right now I have three credits because. Oh, some of those old Dickens books, those were free. And some of these these newer Murderbot ones, they're short. The first couple are short, like only three-plus hours, and those were free. So I haven't spent the credits. So and, and usually you'll see a book, it'll be, you know, $20 or $19 or one credit. So if you're an Audible member and you have the credits, it's cheaper. I see. And then I also have to look at the price. If something's only $7, I'm not going to use a credit on it. <laughs> right. It's better for you to pay for it. Correct. And that just comes off your Amazon yeah. link to your Amazon card. Yeah. I feel like I should get into books on tape because I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Now, do you when when I listen to podcasts now, I've, I've gotten to the point where I could listen at one and a half speed. Do you do that with books on tape at all or you uh, listen to straight? I, I, I No, regular speed. Regular speed, yeah. I would not want to... To listen to a book that way, podcast, yes, yeah, book, no. 
especially some podcasters speak slower or guests mm-hmm. speak slower. It actually yeah. speeds it up nicely. And I wish I could. There was a way to to listen to, you know, the this podcast at one and a half for editing purposes. But on that editor, I've looked a hundred times. Ah, uh, I can't. On the editor. I can't do it. I would. I would definitely do that at one. Of right. Those, but you know, on that old Adobe program yeah. audition, can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like to hear what I sound like sped up. Mm-hmm. I right now I'm at one and a half speed. I feel like it'd be difficult to move faster than that. Yeah, and what I could do, I could change the whole like, but I would have to change the whole pitch, and it would change. It would like you know, it would uh like um, it would sort of copy and edit the file. Yeah, it'd be and, pain and in the ass. And then if I wanted to clip something, I'd have to re oh, yeah, too it. much, too much work. No. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up show. Yes. We have no idea whether Jerry will be here tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to guess no. Yeah, same here. I'm um, leaving now. Yeah, so I will probably be joining you tomorrow. All right, and tomorrow's podcast. Oh, and, and for the warm-up, yeah, we don't know. We don't know, yeah. It, it could be CeeLo. It could be a Schwartz situation. A Billy Jockalone now that he's Billy in the Jock mix. Alone, although he's going to be busy between five and six. Oh, okay. But, uh, I cannot do a solo uh, no, warm-up show. No, Ooh, you can't. That would be a rough one. He, yes, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. All right. Until then. See you. So. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch. Let me just tell Adam Wainwright. Can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.